Hi, ladies. I'm Henri. And I'm Blanca. And this is the Meow Podcast. We are so happy to have you back for our final part of the Movement Medicine episode featuring Ariani. We hope we leave you inspired through her story. Stay tuned as we learn more about her journey. Tell us more about your experience in Bali and how was the yoga training there? Yes, so um, I did a 200-hour yoga teacher training in Changu, Bali. And then I did another 300-hour meditation teacher training as well. Um, Transformative is like one word I can say. Um, Enlightening and just I was every day choosing myself and Mm -hmm. every day just learning more about my mind, learning more about my body, as well as just like the human mind and the human body and how all of it is connected and how it all is one. Um, The training itself is very demanding physically, mentally, mentally, and it, it does break people down. But like we talked about, like, as you go through these emotional breakdowns, as you go through these emotional releases, you let go of so much and mm-hmm. you feel yourself lightening. Every burden that gets released mm-hmm. is just a little bit lighter. Um, but I would wake up 5 a.m. every day. We would practice morning silence until around 11 o'clock in the morning. Morning silence was essentially no phones, no music, no technology. Um, we don't speak to anybody. We don't look at anybody. We don't sing to ourselves. We don't talk like you are just in complete silence and you're supposed to practice silence and simply just be aware of your environment. So, um, we would start our, um, morning yoga class at 6am. Um, it would be a two hour and 45 minute class. So we'd be flowing and, um, as the sun would rise. So it was very beautiful. The studio that I would practice in would be upstairs um, overlooking like the city of Bali. So like you would see the ocean was on one side, you would see the sun rising um, and we would practice this all in silence. And then we would have our breakfast and then we'd go into philosophy for a little while. We'd talk about anatomy of the body. I'd learn about um, postures, how to get people safely in and out of them. And I did this six days a week for three weeks very intensive. As soon as like seven o'clock hit, that was when the day ended. So we were moving from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., go to bed at eight o'clock, start all over at 5 a.m. That's the next wild. Day. <laughs> yeah. One day off each week, baby. So it was, <laughs> it was quite intense. And um, there were a lot of times when I was looking at the schedule before I showed up where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Like, it's a lot. But you'd be surprised at how far and how resilient our bodies and our minds are and how actually strengthening it is to go through that. I literally felt myself and observed myself go through this process of becoming more coordinated, more balanced, stronger. Um, And there were so many lessons learned along the way. Um, And that was for my 200 hour. I was um, very, very grateful that um, my class actually only had three students. It usually has 40, up to 40 students. But um, during the time I decided to to do the training, um, the Indonesian uh, government still had not allowed uh, travel tourism. Mm -hmm. 
So I actually had to apply for a business visa and go through that whole application, um, go through quarantine, setting all that up was very um, complicated and rigorous and very difficult. So I think that's why there was only three of us that ended up making it through yeah. to, to, to get to, to the training. Um, and then after that was completed, I had about a week off before I started my 300 hour training for meditation. Mm -hmm. And that one, I would have to say was harder than the physical labor of flowing through yoga because that is when you have to face your mind. <laughs> well, I mean, we would still practice like a morning flow, but it wouldn't be like two and a half hours. It would be more like a 30 minute flow because we were here mostly to meditate. So they would teach us how to meditate. They would teach us how to give us the proper breath. Mm -hmm. um, obviously a little bit of yoga. Um, because I had already done my 200 hours be just before, I was pretty fresh, so I kind of had a leg up because I kind of knew what to expect. I kind of knew the basics already, so it was great because I got extra refinement for my training. Um, but yeah, it was mostly meditating, learning how to sit in a meditative seat for a long time, how to find your seat because if you're going to sit for 45 minutes or an hour or three hours, you have to make sure that your body is comfortable and safe because if you're sitting in a position for too long, you can actually injure yourself for mm -hmm. sitting in that position. So it's quite unfortunate when people decide, oh, I'm going to go to a 10-day meditation retreat when they don't even know how to sit in their seat, right? Because yeah. people actually damage their knees or their mm -hmm. hips for sitting in a position for too long not knowing that they're hurting themselves yeah um so it was very important for our instructors to guide us into how to properly find our seat how to properly help others find their seat and how to guide people into a meditative state mm -hmm. um the way he would describe reaching that top of the mountain the pinnacle of the mountain is like reaching self-realization reaching like mm -hmm. coming to your true authentic highest self that yeah. is like above your body above your energy and like connected to oneness connected to the universe connected to the existence of all that is mm -hmm. um and you can learn by like going up the mountain like up zigzag 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 but the way that he taught his practice in the program was learning how to get there faster which is like going straight up the mountain, mm -hmm. which can be a lot more intense mm -hmm. and it could be a lot more difficult. But once you learn the technique, you can get to that meditative state in like five minutes instead of like 30 hours. <laughs> so yeah. um, it was quite beautiful because I learned, that's where I really learned how to be compassionate with myself because there would be so many moments where I would be frustrated that I couldn't shake the thoughts that were in my mind. Like, I would be sitting for 45 minutes and every minute I was just thinking about something else and being like, oh shit, I got to go back to like breath, back to the breath, back to the breath. Yeah. And one of the greatest things he said was instead of thinking about what am I doing wrong, think about what am I doing right? Mm -hmm. Stick to what am I doing right? And give yourself permission instead of saying shit, I have to go back to say, oh, okay, I just got to go back. Yeah. I, I really love meditation and I would, would go into the, and that's literally what they would always say. It's like, it's because you can't stop the thoughts. No, you can't. And another thing is too, like um, learning about meditation is that, especially like Eckhart Tolle's uh, The Power of Now talks love about it. this. He says that like when you first start to meditate, the ego fights back. 
And so when you start to kind of create, start to like sit with yourself and like, basically you're detaching from the thoughts because the thoughts are never going to stop. Right. But at the beginning, when you first start trying to create that separation between you and the ego. Yeah, becoming the witness. Becoming yes. the, yeah, exactly. You're, I always, always say it's like you're looking at your thoughts from an eagle's eye view. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you realize that you are the awareness. You're literally like the conscious awareness that the thought is coming by. And like they're like streams. Yes. And, and, and your attention jumps into the stream. And then when you realize that you're in the stream, you just snap back and you go back to the to the breath and um but he but i i noticed this too is like when you begin when you first begin to 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 meditate the the mind almost becomes really loud it becomes louder Mm -hmm. it becomes louder but also it's because like wait has it always been this loud i just didn't know yeah because you're you're always stimulated by other things that we try to numb ourselves from hearing our own thoughts yeah so it's like when you're actually sitting in silence um there's so many people that are like, well, I've been sitting there for 45 minutes and I can't get out of it. You got to sit longer. Yeah. <laughs> you because keep sitting. basically what you're doing is training your concentration. Yeah. And, um, I have found that when you first start to meditate and you kind of just start learning all of these things, you realize just how, you know, how negative the voices are because mm-hmm. it really is just a ton of beliefs, you know, yeah. a bunch of recordings and it's you- testing you. Oh, I want to know how you felt when you were in silence. What was that like? It was very weird, very distracting, um, or I was easily distracted. Um, I feel like you're uncomfortable. It, it was a little unsettling um, for me because I noticed how I, before doing morning silence, how quick I was to turn on my phone when I woke up in the mornings. Mm. Um, once I grew out of that, it was... I fell in love with morning silence and I still practice morning silence to really? this day. Yeah. Not five hours long. Like I could in Bali yeah. because like, that's just not realistic in the life that we are living here. Yeah. But I give myself at least an hour to two hours of just no phone, um, no music, no speaking, no talking to anybody and just like being with myself. Oh, also no writing. We couldn't write. We could like nothing, nothing. nothing. You just simply, be. Yeah. Um, and the reason we do this is because um, our mind, I love this metaphor or analogy that my, my, my teacher gave us. And it's essentially our mind is like a light bulb where it like goes, the light goes in all different directions. It scatters, right? While like meditation is allowing the light to become a laser. Yeah. Ultimate focus. Yeah, and like there's research that scientifically shows that it, there is no better way to improve your focus than to meditate. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that is literally what you're doing. You're making this light bulb turn into a laser. Yeah, and also like when you're um, like it also like calms your nervous system. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, you you step back into parasympathetic. Yeah, and I you think know, I read that on Joe Dispenza's book too. Yeah, 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 and you know like I I wish like I. I like group meditation. Well, I liked going to the Dharma Bum Temple because I felt like it really forced me to sit with myself. It was like after after work, I would go there. Like at seven thirty, they have yeah, it's like week. the collective accountability. Yeah, and so I was to be like, okay, like because it, for a while, like I couldn't meditate by myself, and I still struggle with like kind of keeping myself accountable mm-hmm. with like doing it on my own, you know. Like, but I do notice like when I'm feeling really anxious or I'm like, I'm overthinking, like if I sit, I feel almost like, um, rejuvenated, like, and, and they recommend like meditation 20 minutes in the morning. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it's crazy how like our body really does fight the urge for these like habits that are actually like really healthy for us. And, and all of the, the, like some of the people that I follow that are successful and stuff, they all, they're all meditators and they all talk about like, even they're very disciplined. Yeah. Or even like Andre and I meditate before every episode we've shared this before, but there's times where Henri and I have like, we're like stumbling on our words. Like the conversation isn't flowing and we're like, wait, definitely. Like, we just stop and then we meditate and, and then, everything's like flows yeah. much better. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, wait, did we meditate? And we're like, no. no. And then we meditate <laughs> and then like the conversation starts flowing. It just like clears your mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I learned a lot about just meditation. I learned about um, understanding that emotions come from the body. Emotions are in our body. Yeah. Um, they're almost like a intuition. wave. It's yeah. not, it's a wave. Yeah, people people sometimes misunderstand intuition as like an emotion and it's not. Like, intu- Tell me what intuition is. So intuition comes from the highest version of yourself, your highest self, that thing that I told you like at the top of the pyramid, like that is where your intuition is, where your soul resides. Everything below is like your physical body or even your mind. So it's like to reach this state of intuition is like entering the flow state. And that's when we... It's an inner knowing? It is an inner knowing. And it's it's an inner knowing that's connected to the universe, the highest power or God or whoever you want mm-hmm. to put the title as. Um, and that's the beauty of meditation because meditation is the journey to your highest self. Yeah. Sometimes we're not... We don't get all the way to the top, but we're closer. So that's why we feel more clarity. Mm-hmm. It's like in the um, Four Agreements when they talk about um, the Toltecs, how they believe that there's like we live in a cloud, like this fog that's blocking us from understanding truth or seeing reality for what it really is. Yeah. Um, we're living in a daydream. Living we're living in the daydream. In the daydream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I feel like when you first have like when I had my first spiritual awakening, I felt it was like the goggles fell off. Yeah. And I finally was able to like see the reality of everything and all the choices I'd made. And, and like, I, I, I was like, I could see people clearly. Yeah. And that's kind of creepy. Yeah. There's been times where like, it's so funny. Cause like, <laughs> days ago I was walking home from work and I had that moment. I'm like, wait a minute, this is a weird simulation. I'm in yeah. right now, but like, although I have so much, Trauma, pain, burdens, stressors in my life, I can still acknowledge the fact that, like, it's all how I perceive it. And when I step away from that and I actually step into more of, like, the state of gratitude, and which is, like, one of the iconic, most important values in my life is practicing gratitude because that's Mm -hmm. truly where you pull yourself into, like, alignment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. Practice gratitude. Henri, Henri will text me, what are you grateful for today? Yes. I do. I and we can't I repeat it. <laughs> yeah. I ask people that all the time. I'm like, give me three things you're grateful for right now on the top of your head. Yeah. Think and it. it's so hard sometimes. So that's why, you know, it's important to practice it, right? Yeah. Because our, our mind, unfortunately, does want to go back to like the, the, well, it's like what it's used to. The ego always wants to like take over mm-hmm. and the ego, unfortunately, is negative. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about intuition because I, I personally feel I'm very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I've always had that, but it's definitely amplified now. Yes. And one thing that I will note, see in myself now is that like, I just feel like I can feel people. Like I can yes. feel them. I can feel, I, I can, I sometimes like I'll be looking at someone or like, 
and and I'll just see like the sometimes they seem lost to me or, or like I can see what they're searching for. It's like very strange. I try not to get too like invested, invested in that anymore because at first it was like too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wanted to like save them. Yeah. And so I realize now is that like when I see someone and I feel them and I and I you know, it's like I'm like, wait, they're not that's not my that's not my business. You know, yeah. like it's not it's not it's not my job to 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 save everyone and it's not my job to like force this information upon people because like I feel like that happens too. Like when you heal, yeah. you're like, Oh, I wanna share this well, with people. When, and when you are and that's one thing too, it's like as you progress in your healing journey and you find yourself um, feeling more enlightened or whatever the word you want to call it, there's also another ego that steps in there where you're like, oh, because I know this and this, now I'm above everybody else. And that's that's another step into like, that's another trap door. Yeah. That's like, that's still ego that you have to get out of. I agree. Um, it's agree. a trap. No, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Door. It's like, oh, I'm like this enlightened. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. No, like you don't know shit. Exactly. No, no literally. Shit. <laughs> you, you. At first I did. I yeah. did want to. I was just like, oh my God. And maybe this is a little bit of that too. It's like why we started this. It's like yeah. I do feel that urge of like sharing this information because I want people to find that for and themselves. And that's authentic. That's like that's actual love and compassion. And there's nothing wrong with that excitement. So yeah. I like, want to share what you learned. And that's something my instructors told me too. They're like, you're going to feel this excitement to share yeah. what you learned. But keep in mind, like some people are not ready to hear that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that, that like also, I think this is also like some of the spiritual teachers that I really love and like Eckhart Tolle and, and um, um, Gary Zuvok, like they all talk about how, like, how we, no one is above anybody. Yeah. So yeah, I know I have this awareness and I know this information and, and I've done the work, but I'm not above anybody who hasn't because we're really all individually in our own journey and our own destiny. And allowing people to figure that out for themselves, allowing people to like, walk through that door on their own yes that's actually true love and and i think that you know i think maybe because i'm in california and and i do see this rise in spirituals that want to like put down others that aren't there yet and i'm like i'm, I'm like I, well, you're not there either yet because yeah. i think a true enlightened person knows that you are never above anybody and you're never below anybody when yeah. you know that everybody is your equal that is true alignment you know or, or that's true like enlightenment i guess yeah. um because we're here to help one another absolutely yeah you can like hint at people like hey like give i i love to give advice and stuff but knowing when to shut up you know yeah. knowing when someone's not ready to to go there yet like having that respect for them like yeah how i had it when i was simply just asking permission too if yeah that's what they want to hear it's like are you looking for someone to just hold space for you? Or are you looking for guidance, like yeah. or insight or any kind of advice? And then also like, I think for me too, is like kind of respecting myself that I'm not, I'm not a rehabilitation center, yes. you know? percent. <laughs> You're and a like, friend, but not a, not a therapist. Yeah, yeah, I can be your friend, but I'm not here to like mm-hmm. be your freaking healer. Exactly. You know, like I think that for me now is just recognizing the people that are on that journey and I can share, like us, we're, we're yeah. obviously mm-hmm. on this journey. We're sharing this space. It's easy to talk to you because you you know you, you're in it yeah. and you want to be as loving as possible in right. the in root. Yeah. But knowing your audience, knowing knowing who to talk to about this stuff, 
And then all of a sudden, once you realize that it's not about being better or that all of a sudden you're better than other people, then you feel there's like this more loving acceptance towards others. Yeah. Like I find that like whenever my friends are going through stuff and I see them in the lessons, I, I see it clearly. I'm like, oh, they're in that lesson. I don't feel that need to push them out of it anymore. Yeah. It's not my place. Right. And I'm like, I'm just like, you know, you'll learn your lesson when you're ready. Like I'm here yeah. for you if you want to talk about it. But like, yeah. I'm not, I, I used to like almost abandon friends when I was mm -hmm. before my, I used to get so mad at them. Like, mm -hmm. how do you not see yeah, you what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I would get frustrated. And then after all this work that I've done, I was like, wait, yeah, that's actually not loving at all. You know, trying to force people into chapters that they're not ready yet. Yeah, it's like the, I don't know the entire phrase, but it's like you could take a horse to the water you can't <laughs> force him to drink or something yeah. like that. Um, but I, I totally agree with you too when it comes to like that intuition thing that you were talking yeah. about. Um, I have become so hyper aware of the energies around me. I'm in a point where um, one of the things I've learned through my healing journey, especially through like my grieving process, is understanding that like vulnerability is a strength as well. Like there are many people that I know that may have gone through similar things that I have gone through that won't speak about it. Like they just don't talk about it. Um, but for me, I've learned that my healing comes through speaking about it. Yeah. I feel my strength coming through when I hear myself telling people, cause I'm actually hearing myself talk about what I went through and I'm like, shit, I went through that and like, I'm still here and I made something of it. Like, yeah. it, it's not something where, you know, maybe in society's standards is considered like quote unquote success, but it's success for me. Right. Cause it's healing for me. Exactly. And I think that also we live in a society that is so driven by freaking logic. And yeah, like, obviously, we need logic and off, but we also need to integrate the heart too. it's a like, lot of masculinity, a lot of masculine energy. Yeah, like, I personally, I'm like, I love being a sensitive person. Like, I don't want to change that about myself. I That's where my compassion comes. That's where my creativity comes. Like, I think that it's important to be logical, like you need to understand yourself and your brain and why it does the things that it does but that doesn't mean that you have to like close off your heart just because right. you're it's like integrating both yes and then coming from a place of rationality not even rationality i i would just like of like discernment really yeah. and like um, finding that like yin and yang balance. yin and yang yeah mm -hmm. like exactly balancing the masculine and the feminine energy but i think also too it's like we really do have to honor sensitivity we have to honor emotions and we have to honor the parts of us that feel and yes. and, and want love you know yeah mm -hmm. and it's and it's a and i always encourage that i always encourage people to feel their feelings i think for me one of the greatest lessons i've learned though is simply not to try to act logically through your emotions because yeah. they just do not go hand in hand yeah that's why you don't make important decisions when you're in your emotions yeah exactly yeah. also your body gives you that gut feeling and rejects it. Yeah. Although your mind tells you to do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really learning how to regulate that, your emotions. That just shows you right there what you said. It's mm -hmm. like your mind is telling you one thing and your body's telling you something else. That means that they're not in balance. Exactly. They're not aligned. Yeah. 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 now talks about that too. Yeah. It talks about how like we all like we, okay. So yeah, it talks like the, the shattered half. Mm -hmm. So there's like, a, it's basically like the shadow, the part where we're not seeing. Mm -hmm. And because the mind and the heart are not aligned. And the more that you learn to align your mind and your heart, like the more you can see clearly. Yes. And what I will say is that now that I've embraced my sensitivity, my intuition is just so like, it's really on point. Like 
when I feel discomfort in someone, or, like I can just feel that or, or, or like, I just feel like it's, it's helped. It's guided me mm-hmm. to like very far, the more that I embrace my, my intuition and it's very subtle. Yeah. Like your intuition is not loud. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like a, it's not even a feeling. I would say it's like, it's just, it's like a knowing, yeah. but I don't even know how to explain it because I don't even know how I know that I know. You, you know it when you're the, I think for me, the loudest that it comes is in meditation. Yeah. When I'm sitting in stillness, that's when I can hear clear. Like I can hear clearer. Hear clearly. (laughs) I think that for me, my intuition is like through like my interpersonal skills. Like I just Mm. feel like I can feel people. Mm. Yeah. And so like for me, that means that I have to be really careful with people who I like you know, like connect with, with yeah, close to protect your energy. I have to be really protective and like um I've realized too that because I'm so um sensitive and intuitive and just sometimes I feel like I'm feeling I I realize that like I used to think that some of the feelings that I had were mine, but they were actually someone Other else's. People's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I remember like you just have to be very like discerning. You know, yeah. not everybody is deserving of of your energy and like and knowing where your emotions are and where other people are. So for me, that means like I do a lot of alone time if I need to go into hermit mode sometimes yeah. because I, I just feel drained. Yeah. Yeah. People are draining me. For me, it's like, especially because of the industry I work in, um, it requires me to do a lot of socializing and interacting with other people, like a lot of people. So for me, I like actually envision myself creating this like energetic bubble around my my own body and my own energy so that like if anything comes my way it's almost like it like slips off or like bounces off so it actually doesn't get to me yeah and like by visualizing that i'm able to actually protect my energy so like when i do see that there are people that are high stressed and like super in in, like a negative state of mind or like just yeah kind of projecting everything Mm -hmm. that they're going through onto me i i don't get affected yeah oh yeah yeah. Straight matrix. I I feel like I don't always get to because I do feel like sometimes like I can feel people's discomfort and sometimes it's also come from like drama of like being hyper vigilant as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like sometimes I almost overcompensate because I can feel the energy of somebody kind of bubbling up their discomfort, and then um, and then I find myself shifting for them. Yeah. And I don't like that sometimes. So I kind of like, tend to do that too. Sometimes. Yeah, it's like it's like I start to like it's a people pleasing. I was a, the words we're literally about to say right now. People yeah. pleasing. Yeah. Uh, still learning how to say I'm no still learning. without over explaining. Yeah, like, because I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like I'm like I can feel you radiate whatever is happening in you. I feel it. And I'm so I'm like, die if I say no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like I used to be in that state a lot, but as I got like. And I want to get out of this like work zone, you know. I've been mm-hmm. like on the group a lot, a lot on the mescu- masculine side. Mm-hmm. But as I got into that side, I started not socializing with my friends more, which like I don't have as many of those, you know, that requires me to actually talk to my friends and have drama, etc. But now I actually want to like shift so that I have like that balance of like yeah. people in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really is now. Like, I think that um. you really do start to see the shift in like, well, I think that that's what I really like about my intuition now is that before I was so blindly, you know, would just connect with anybody and, yeah. and, 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 and just now realizing the kind of people who drain me, the kind of people who energize me and 
also following those weird feelings like you're not crazy no Mm -hmm. you're not crazy i think for a long time people made me feel like i was crazy because i was like i don't get good energy from there i don't know no and Mm -hmm. i felt like they're just like oh you're just being paranoid and i was always right in the end but Mm -hmm. i was made to feel insane through the process yeah yeah so you know your truths yeah now i completely am like if i feel a certain way if i feel discomfort I'm right it's for a reason and 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 not feeling bad that other people aren't ready to see it to see it for themselves Mm -hmm. yet like that's not my yeah like I think with your spirit with my spiritual journey I've just realized I'm not everyone's savior yeah very important like I don't have to continuously sacrifice me yeah to keep people around absolutely and like that the people who really care about me and love me and see me don't see me from the fog of the other stuff like will stay yeah you know they'll, they'll try just as much as i try mm-hmm. but um when you say that you can hear your intuition like what do you mean by that for me it's it's not like i'm actually hearing conversation it's not like i'm actually hearing words it's more like i come like i have um realizations or like a deeper understanding of my situation or my circumstances. Mm -hmm. I am a true authentic believer that everything does happen for a reason. And I don't believe in coincidences. Mm -hmm. That is just something that I've witnessed too many times to actually like contradict. And that's me personally. Yeah. Um, One thing that always comes to my mind that was like one of these like huge synchronicities was something I experienced during my meditation training. And um, I had brought a, an Oracle deck with me uh, just to kind of flow through and see what's happening. And it was during that time where I was feeling very restless in my mind and I had grown frustrated that I couldn't sit and find my meditative state. Um, so I pulled out, I was going through my deck and I pulled out a card and this card was of a snail. And then there was a woman sitting in a meditative seat on top of the snail. And the message was essentially to slow down and show yourself grace and patience, um, and to practice meditation, which was funny because I was in the middle of a meditation Mm -hmm. practice or training. So the next morning I took that to heart. Um, it was morning silence, so nothing could be spoken. I did my yoga class and I sat in meditation and I lost track of time. And that's the best thing that can happen when you're in meditation, when Mm -hmm. five minutes is actually 45 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember when, you know, we, um, chanted Om to close the meditation practice. And then you can sit there as long as you'd like, open your eyes as long as you'd like. And then, um, you know, we can walk through the gardens in a meditative walk. Um, until breakfast is served and they bring the the sound bowl. Um, and I remember when I had opened my eyes, every everything just was so saturated and just mm-hmm. so bright and vivid. And um, I remember I like just wanted to go slower. Like I got up and I took a long time to get up and I didn't even step off of our like little platform where we do our yoga. And I just kind of like stood at the edge of it, looking out into nature. And I remember there was just like wind that blew through everything. And it's like, I saw all the leaves, all the trees, all the bushes, like everything just flowing in sync with each other. It was just like trippy almost. And then I remember I just looked down and the same exact snail that was on the Oracle card was on my, on the floor at my feet. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just sat there and I just cried because oh my I, was God, just crazy. Like, I was just like, I am, I am so 
like connected. Yeah, like, I love so everything's in sync. Yeah, yeah, those are really beautiful moments because like you really are being guided by your intuition, but you're aligned. Yeah, you're in the pure alignment. Yeah, and I think that like I feel like every every time like. I've had those moments too. Yeah. Where like I've had just like where you all of a sudden like everything almost seems like ADHD. Yeah. And Eckhart totally talks about this experience too. It's like you start to see like the beauty and everything and the love and everything and and the connection Life. within everything and you're just like, "Whoa, like I'm yeah. a part of this too." Yeah. And um and then also you just start seeing like a just like it fall into place like yeah. every little thing every person you meet every like experience that you have every hurt every person that just walks into your life has a purpose and they're here to teach you something that is like because you've already decided you want to be in alignment yes a hundred percent and there were a few moments like that throughout my meditation where I like when I did get deep into that meditative state I was able to open my eyes and I felt myself like as soon as my feet like touched the grass and touched the earth, I literally felt my energy merge with earth's energy. And I was like truly connected and truly grounded. And like, I would just sit in there and I would let ants crawl all over me. Yeah. They wouldn't bite me. Mm -hmm. Like bees would be flying all over me. I wouldn't get fate. Like it was just, it was like, I was one with earth. And like, that is where that's ultimately like what we should be experiencing before all this technology, yeah. before all this happened, like that was how we were supposed to live. Um, which is why it's so important for me to try to like show that in the smallest sense, even if that means just having these girls put their feet on the grass to flow with fans, like just mm -hmm. get a taste of that. Yeah. And I also think it's important too, because like I feel like sometimes like like that you're doing it literally sober. I, I was completely sober. Yeah. Like literally because sober. I've had these experiences and I always tell people who are like, I I mean, I'm in, I will dabble in this like so psychedelics and stuff. Like, I mean, I'm not, sure. this, but I will, I will say is that sometimes when I hear people be like, Oh, I did it with my, like, you didn't do it right. Because you're supposed mm -hmm. to do it completely clear minded, sober, literally within your body. You feel that feeling. And I mean, I've had moments on like, you know, with shrooms and stuff where like, but it's not the same when you do oh. it. Like, it's like you truly are because you're so like, you really are within yourself. There's been gurus that have like actually taken like multiple tabs of acid at once and have no effects at all. And people are just like bewildered. They're like, how are you not experiencing anything? And they're like, this is the world I already live in. I yeah. don't need these. That's exactly. And that's I don't I, need these drugs. That's like, what I was telling people too the other day. I was like, I just wish that people understood that this, the, what you're looking for, you're not going to get through an alternative drug. Like yeah. it's something that you have to search within yourself because you also have to dive. We have to do the work. Yeah. You have to dive into the darkness. My favorite book. Yeah. You have, to dive, <laughs> you have to dive into the darkness. You have to heal the darkness and then yeah. you reach. And then when you actually like, that's why I feel like when you become spiritual, when you become social, like as you, you become so like, I love nature. Same. Yeah. And like, there's like this, uh, this and everything that you were saying today about, um, you know, with your mom and, and, and nature. And like, when you were like, I just feel like all of a sudden nature takes a completely different, you, you just see it differently. Yes. You see just how, just, I it's can't even very, explain it. For me, it's, <laughs> nature is like, the greatest miracle to yeah. ever exist, ever. It's the true divine it feminine. Is, it is truly divine, and it is truly a miracle how everything just works mm -hmm. so 
in sync in, in synchronicity in synchronicity with each other yeah it's, it's beyond me and like there have been so like i said there have been so many times where i've gone on these trips or these hikes where like i shouldn't have seen what i've seen yet i yeah. saw it and like it doesn't make sense i think like for me one of the best moments that i'll never forget is the first stop of my road trip when i was making my journey from florida to oregon um i went to the smoky mountains and I remember I decided I wanted to pull over and release my mom's ashes mm -hmm. or a portion of it. And um, we pulled over and I walked out there. It was very cloudy that day. Um, and we were overlooking the mountains and it was a beautiful view. And I went ahead and I released some of her ashes and I got like really emotional. And all of a sudden when my eyes were closed and I was like in tears, I felt like warmth of the sun. And when I opened my eyes, a like part, like an opening came from the clouds and the sun like directly hit me. Like everything was overcast, yet somehow this light hit me. And then I looked down and I realized I was like surrounded by wild daisies, which were my mom's favorite flowers. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I didn't, I didn't notice any of this until I like actually did this experience yet. Like this happened and mm -hmm. I know it wasn't an accident. So it's like, every time I would go out into nature and I would be conscious about it and I would be practicing gratitude and aware of it and like speaking to her, speaking to nature, practicing my gratitude, that's when the most miraculous experiences would happen yeah. in my life. And that's why I, I lived there for two years because yeah. I just like couldn't get enough of it. I was so blissed out by the beauty of it all. Yeah, I love that. And I hope, I wish everybody got to like experience that and some shape in some shape mm. yeah just to like see just how like lucky we are to be freaking alive and because and we're we're, time, we're only yeah and we're only here for such a small moment oh it's, it's we're literally a blip yeah yep it's it's nothing it's, yeah it's everything and nothing at we once. are a miracle and then i think that it just makes you like great grateful for for the people that you meet and the people that come in and out of your life like even the people who hurt you you're, you're just grateful for them yes. you're like thank you thank you for that lesson thank you for making me a better person um you know thank you for the people that come and like shift my reality like i think that we see that too like just all the different people that came just to like meet you yeah you know, like we needed to meet Lonnie, to meet Mel Melissa, Melissa, to meet you. Like, yeah. you know how it all, just like it's a domino. It's a domino effect. And the more in sync you are, like, you just start seeing like how everything is happening for a, a reason. So um, another question would be, what is the most meaningful lesson you learned in Bali? That when I take a breath in, I am literally taking in a breath of life force energy breath is my life like that is my life-giving energy and i think consciously taking breaths as many conscious breaths as i can every day brings me more into alignment of all the things i want to create because if you don't have that life within you you're not going to have the energy to manifest the things you want so yeah. i think for me the greatest thing i learned in that entire experience was breath and then awareness would be next but like they kind of go hand in hand mm -hmm. yeah so um, that's essentially like what I really try to teach when I start te when I teach my yoga classes is like we're teaching for breath. We're not teaching for strength. We're not teaching for flexibility. We're not teaching for balance. That all comes in hand when you learn your breath. Yeah, you're teaching presence. Presence. Yeah, and with breath you can come back to awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
And with breath, you find your balance. With breath, you can find your strength to, yeah. to hold that pose longer. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can find coordination if you sync your breath with your movement. So for me, it's the breath. I love that. I love, I love every, I would love to go to Bali one day. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to do a retreat. Okay. We'll be going to Bali soon. Okay. I come in. Uh, <laughs> I want to find my relatives. I, I'm Indonesian. <laughs> I want to find my relatives. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the most, well, why I love connecting with others, you know, girls that are on the same journey is like, just, it's so nice to find common ground and, and to know that there's people that understand what it's like to, just to be connected to God and, yeah. and, and to have that connection with the universe and know that how, how loved we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes like, I think that when I, when I went through like depression and stuff and I felt so unlovable yeah. and then when I finally connected, I was like, wait, no, I'm actually really loved. You're a gift. You're a yeah. gift. And we all are. Yeah, each mm-hmm. and every one of us. And I'm very grateful that um, I had the opportunity to connect with you guys and share this conversation with you. Yeah, I think that there's just conversations that need to be had, especially from like all different kinds of people. Absolutely. You know, we need to like, sometimes I feel like there's just a saturation of a certain look or a certain thing. And I'm like, I just would like to have these conversations with all kinds of people and look, listen to all the different perspectives because you know, like putting our voice out there, like somebody will resonate. Absolutely. And and sometimes people need to see people that look like them and, and, and are talking about these things. And also like making people a little bit uncomfortable sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. like it's okay to, to talk about these things and, and, and to feel like we want to talk about things that matter. Yeah, absolutely. So Ariane, what is one meaningful message or lesson you would like to teach other people? Mm, a lesson I would like to teach other people. Um, the gift of everything being temporary. Uh, learning how to embody and embrace and appreciate the things that you have now and also being grateful and allowing them to be let go when it is time to let go because none of it is forever. So simply just embodying that. And I think the greatest version of doing that is by simply remaining present. Mm -hmm. The more present you are with each moment of each day um, and also allowing that moment to go when it is past is a very, very, very difficult thing to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But That's, that's unconditional love. Yeah. That's like the truest form of love. Yeah. It's being able to let people go. And that, that things be it. letting people go, experiences, emotions, the stories, memories, letting things come and go. And know that, like, because we do tend to be like, we do get attached, you know, we get attached to things, and that's where the suffering comes. Yeah, it's the attachment. attachment. But the attachment is really, it's not that we shouldn't like bond with people, you know, sometimes I feel like that gets confused. Gets confused. So yeah. we're not saying that, like, go out into the world and it's like free for all like with people it's like no it's like you still create bonds but also understanding that people are meant to be experienced and things are meant to be experienced and the lesson is and the less attached you are to controlling it and like holding on to it to keep it to yourself the less free you are yeah Mm -hmm. but when you're able to like open up that palm and like let people go let experiences go it doesn't mean that 
that actually means that you love them because you want them to be happy. Yeah, 100%. And it's, that still was hard. It's hard. Oof. I've, I'm going through that now. And that's just part of it. You know, it's a, it's a very complex um, practice. Probably one of the more advanced ones, I would say. It's definitely one that I feel like I'll be practicing for a long time. Yeah. If anything is permanent. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Literally, like the letting go, letting go. And it's hard. Like letting yeah. go is so hard because like. It happens you, out of nowhere too. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the times you feel like you're going to die if you, don't, if you let it go. Yeah. Like mm, it's like yeah. we become so intertwined into mm. like. The routine. Into the people, into the things. And, and we have to realize that like. I don't know. Like what I would say is like think about your mom. Yeah. This is a perfect example. Like your if your mom like is like a healthy mom <laughs> and she and you tell mom, I want to move to California. Your mom loves you so much that she'll be like, Go, honey. Yeah. I, I love you. I trust you. You know what's best for you. And she lets you go without making you feel bad, without yeah. putting an ultimatum, without like, you know, like that's what I think of when I think of unconditional love is somebody being like, you know, even though it hurts me, let them go. even though it hurts me to let you go, I want you to be free and I want you to do what you need to do for you. Yeah. And so I think that's what letting go is, is, yeah. is always living with that mindset of like, even though this isn't what I really want, I let you go because I want what's best for you. Yeah. And we should be like that with everyone. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. So what is the purpose of Airs Flow Yoga? So I've got a few missions on my plate when I'm doing this simply because I'm, I'm navigating through like multiple different like mediums of, of movement and, mm -hmm. and practices. So the biggest thing for me is obviously what I said about before, like bringing awareness to the breath because, you know, the breath is the force of creation itself. So when you're breathing in, you are breathing in like and drinking in the source of life. Like yeah. that is that is the purest you can get it. So breath is super important for me. Um, I also think it's really important to encourage people to move their bodies intuitively and express themselves artistically um, in their own individual ways in the safest spaces and to actually have that be encouraged and supported. So that's a big lesson for me as well. And also, you know, just providing those tools, like I said, the tools and techniques that will allow people to um, potentially heal in their own journeys. And maybe not all of them work for everybody, but there may be one or two in there that will help them improve their lives, even if it's just like a fraction better. Mm -hmm. That is rewarding for me. So it's essentially just coming to your breath, learning how to express yourself in the most artistic, intuitive way, yeah. safely and, and positively. And then, you know, keeping those techniques for your own healing journey. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, well, we were, it was really nice. This was such a wonderful conversation. It was really beautiful getting to know you. You're a beautiful soul. Thank you. As are <laughs> That's you how we gra gravitate towards you. Yeah. yeah. You really do radiate a lot of like sweetness and kindness. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Your, your, your class was very much enjoyed and we hope to have you again. Yeah. We are going to have you yeah, again. Yeah, we're going to have you again. <laughs> and you guys are welcome to come. I usually do, um, yoga and fan flow classes like bi-weekly on Wednesdays awesome. at Balboa. So you're welcome to come through and yeah and just have a, your own little flows yeah i i just got the fans yes <laughs> yeah she just bought her own pair of fans so yeah you're gonna get some practice in yeah 
And uh, so we always have our guests uh, share a book that they recommend to the audience. Oh, yeah. I was, like, debating because there's so many books that are my favorite. But um, I don't know if you guys know about this queen. She's um, the holistic psychologist on Instagram. Have mm -hmm. you guys heard about her? Mm -mm. No. Okay. So she has a book um, called How to Do the Work. And it's by far one of my favorite books. I usually go to um, – the Four Agreements. I don't know if anybody has read that book. I love that, love that book. We love that book. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a, it's my Bible essentially. Don Miguel Ruiz. Mm -hmm. He's like an incredible writer. We love the Return to Love. Mm -hmm. Return to Love is really yeah. good too. His, that's like another version of that. Mm -hmm. We love yeah. that. We did a whole episode on it. Check it out. Yes. <laughs> episode two. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so how to do the work is by Dr. Nicole de la Pera. Um, highly recommend it. She goes so deep in understanding like trauma how it's stored in the body mm -hmm. just like how we were conditioned as children different forms of trauma mm -hmm. and how to like navigate through that and actually feel yourself how to do the work yeah so i highly recommend that book love that because we all have the power to be we are our own guru yes we are yeah. yes i yeah. don't believe that anybody should be following anybody I agree. else exactly <laughs> don't do that all of the healing comes within you you already know the answers you just have to like be curious tap in. yeah tap get Well, hey, ladies. Now, this is the ending of our episode. Yes, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Ariane, for being with us today. We really enjoyed everything, so we can't wait for to, to, to flow with you again. Yeah, we can't wait to flow with you okay, again and also sharing this flow with everybody else on this podcast. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>